My name's Casey Annip, but my friends call me Catnip. You're listening to people back in the uh, in the newsroom is like, hey, hang on, can you get his contact information yeah. and a resume, please? Cat chats. Welcome back to Cat Chats. My name is Casey Adnip. I go by Catnip. And this is Caitlin Cravello. You just call me Caitlin. We have been gone for a while. Yeah, it's been a couple crazy weeks. But yeah, that's saying the least of it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So we had uh, just like a massive hurricane hit tech the Texas coast. Just a little bit. Just south of us, and then j- right as we speak, Hurricane Irma mm-hmm. just. Uh, made its way through Florida, heading up into the some northern states of Florida, and starting to disseminate into a tropical storm. But you know what Katya is somewhere out there too. Uh, Jose. Ho- oh, Jose. Jose. Her, okay. Her, uh, uh, tropical depression. Jose okay. is now the next one up to bat on deck. But Goodness. really, Irma was far enough removed to where it didn't take a lot off of us from programming or our jobs. But Harvey was the one that destroyed us. Yeah. I mean, not us. Brian College Station was fine, but our workflow for two weeks almost was just... Go- well... High alert. It was the hurricane, and then after that, we had staff gone for the entire week, yeah. and so it was all over the place. Mm-hmm. So Hurricane Harvey comes through. It hits, makes landfall at Rockport, and then makes its way, or, or I guess has a second landfall, and makes its way over Houston, which has horrible drainage, mm-hmm. and floods the city of Houston. I mean, like, biblical flood. Yeah, like, if like you're on homes, the freeway, you'd be floating. Homes have, two-story homes have water in their houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and then even if you have a foot or two of standing water in your house for more than a few hours... That does uh, enough damage. Well, your house is ruined yeah. because of all the, the water being trapped in your house and the lack of airflow creates, I mean, just humidity and moisture, and then... I mean, even if you're, even if, you know, the water level is below uh, where your clothes are hanging, mm-hmm. all of those clothes just have mold on them now. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, oh my God. Electrical the, I, foundations, all the, that. Just looking at some of the pictures of people's homes is bad. And I have, I've had friends call me and say that the smell is unbearable. Oh yeah. I mean, I just, I can't even Honestly, imagine. Honestly, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that's a good point. So really why that knocked us out for at least a week was we were relatively unscathed there was a few homes that had some damage from the storms but nothing too bad in college station kind of on the outskirts right yeah kind of on the outskirts um but obviously even if you've never lived in houston if you live in college station more than likely you know some people in houston or that Mm. are from houston Uh, you're a houston native right um I grew up in Lake Jackson outside okay. of Houston, south, uh, you know, probably about an hour south of Houston. They still kind of claim it. Family is still living in Lake Jackson. Mm-hmm. I, but I also, so we consider ourselves, when you're, fo- like, for example, football team, yeah, we're all Houston Texans fans. Uh, or we're all Rockets or Astros or Dynamo or whoever. Houston Arrows, if you want to go way back into minor league <laughs> hockey history. Um, so I claim Houston for, um, you know, just living around it. But I also worked for a radio station in Houston. That was my radio station that I listened to growing up. So I also very much know the business side of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I that still holds a special place. And so it was rough. And we basically, the station just took a week where we were planning on having irregular programming. There was one, it was like the Monday after where we just parked a truck, a big moving truck, out in front of the station. We just started collecting donations. I wasn't even on air that day. Yeah, I you just, were out there like someone, all day. Yes, I, yeah, basically. And I, someone else just picked up the, sh- I think uh, Frito, 
from Morning Candy. He's given a lot of updates and everything. Yeah, too. he just basically went up, came upstairs and took my shift and directed people out there because I just didn't really want to get off the truck. Mm-hmm. And then we did that two more times. Which was, the turnout was amazing. Yeah, it was great. We filled that week alone, just our location here, we filled up three trucks for Houston, one for Rockport. Then we did another one last Friday. For, was it Beaumont? For or? Beaumont. Yeah, so the go. next week we did one for Beaumont, plus we paired with all kinds of other organizations to help just direct donations. Um, thankfully, my family south, which basically what happened is Houston flooded, and then all that water was Had draining to towards somewhere. the coast through any waterway possible. They were yeah. just, it was just draining. And so, like, Jackson is surrounded by a couple bayous, creeks, and the Brazos River. And so my family had to worry about flooding in their neighborhood. The one side of their neighborhood got five feet of water in it. Ooh. It was bad. And it's just... But y'all's house a, is fine? My family, everyone in my extended family, which is everyone in my extended family, every neighborhood got water that mm-hmm. we lit. That basically my mom's side of the family that all lives down there. Mm-hmm. Each of the five or so families that are connected to me their neighborhoods had water in them but no one had water damage in their house that's amazing which is luck of the freaking draw seriously um yeah so we're thankful for that but my mom is basically she feels bad she was like i I was tired just taking you know putting the house back together and i can't even imagine how all these other people feel and i was like you can still be thankful and you can still feel tired yeah everyone has i was i basically said mom like we're thankful that we didn't have water in the house some people are just thankful to be alive. Yeah. I was like, and that, you can't like discount you, the amount of, you, you're tired or thankful. It was like, we're all in different situations. And so a bunch of people that d- didn't have any damage down there are now working the volunteer, there's volunteer mm-hmm. stations, all kinds of stuff. Really and basically together. the, the recovery in Houston is probably going to be years. Massive. Yeah. It, Massive it's not, efforts. it's, I mean, there was vol- uh, the volunteer, uh, the volunteer ratio at the NRG center in the middle of Houston, outside of the Houston Texans stadium was a ratio of every, for every one evacuee, there were two volunteers, wow, which is really? great, which is fantastic. That is. And I mean, there's just donations pouring in from all over the country, but then a week, you know, a week or two later, boom, Irma looks like it's about to bear down in the middle of Florida. takes barely moves to the West, sparing a lot of people, some major damage, mm-hmm. but still, I mean, it's still, pretty bad out there but Absolutely, thankfully yeah. i mean they basically evacuated that entire state or they tried to mm-hmm. either way that's what's been going on that's really why we haven't been on a podcast for about two weeks and then immediately so basically what happened was <laughs> what happened was we had a hurricane harvey hit on a for early saturday morning yeah it was like friday Projected night friday, friday night because i remember i was i went to fort worth friday night mm-hmm. And then I came back on Sunday and it was the rain from Harvey was still coming in. So it hit like Friday night, Saturday morning. Then all that next week, Monday through Friday, we were just doing drives. We didn't have a regular schedule. We were just, it was basically just wake up. What are we doing today? Mm -hmm. Okay, get it done. Then the next week, all of our, like uh, Frida and Katie, who are, are the Candy 95 and Brian Broadcasting, which is the company that we both work for. Uh, not only are they the morning show for Candy, they are the operations manager and the promotions, promotions director. Yeah, they, they do had a everything. bunch of other staff out at all kinds of radio presentations and doing. Sem- they were conducting like seminars, and then we accepted a Marconi I know, Award. That's so exciting, which is super awesome. Like oh. in the midst of all this, it was a it was it was the little bright spot. I mean, not that we have it hard by any means, but we were all working really hard and we were putting a lot of emotion. Like I was super emotional the past two weeks. It's just been rough. It has been because it's my that's my home, and I, and I I mean I still get a little little bit i got choked up a couple times but i still get a little bit choked up 
seeing some of the pictures from right Houston. Huh? I said, I can see it in your eyes okay. right now. But I get a little choked up when I see some Houston stuff and I know exactly how it's, I mean, people in Florida, I mean, I've evacuated from hurricanes. I've been through, you know, a hur- you know, after we stayed through a category one hurricane, we said never again. And that's category one. That's category one. And it was yeah. scary. It yeah. was, I remember I walked, I had to walk outside to get my dog out from under the boat that was parked in the oh, backyard. Puppy. Oh my gosh. I've never, that was one of the top three scariest moments in my life. Like I was, I remember our pecan trees bending over, like it, I, I, in my mind, I'm like, they were horizontal. Well, of course. Yeah, but in, they weren't, they would have snapped. But I remember trees bending. Mm-hmm. I remember like stuff blowing. Oh, it was scary. And we had to go drag my dog out from under the boat. Um, Can't leave but I mean like, behind. you know, that happened in Houston and the flooding and the devastation, you know, I've had to come to terms with, you know, my parents, I had to come, I thought my parents' house was going to be flooded. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it was I mean, just a really emotional two weeks. And so winning that Marconi, which if people aren't in the radio world, that's more or less what you would compare. That's like the Oscars of radio, mm-hmm. but it's small, best small market station of the year, which is the category that we are nominated for. There's a lot of great stations up. They've been nominated. We've been we, nominated a lot. This was the third time. This is the third time third that time. Candy's been nominated. Uh, I was here for two of those nominations. And I've been here for the one award, the one that we we won a couple weeks ago. So that was just a really bright spot after a very emotional like two weeks. Their acceptance of, speech is really funny. We're all mostly everyone or a lot of people in this building have connections, if not family, in the Houston area. I know Katie has friends in on the north side of Houston. I have fa- or she has family in the north side of Houston. I have family on the south side. So it was just it was a rough two weeks. So we didn't. So You're I was very like, invested in it. Yeah. So I was like, okay, you know what? We have a good batch of podcast episodes. We're putting it on hold for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. Now we're trying to get back in it. But I figured that would be the hurricane season would be a good just subject for the first podcast back. Which that hurricane season with, was over. with as much devastation and uh, you know emotion and all that that came with these two hurricanes that have hit so far. And there's still Jose out in the uh, approaching the Gulf. There are a couple no way, Jose. really funny things that came out, which also some other things that, I mean, you, you see the devastation and stuff, but um, the, the best hashtag that I was following during the hurricane was hashtag look for helpers. Oh. Because there's always that, um, I forgot who I said I didn't even it. think of using hashtags in that kind of way. Man, technology is um, crazy. I, who, I forgot who the quote was. It was, oh, it was Mr. Rogers. Um, Gotta love that man. Mr. Rogers said, you know, something like um, in times of sadness, his mom would always tell him, look for the helpers. There's always helpers. I love him so much. Oh, here it is. Here's the quote by Fred Rogers. When I was a boy and I would see scary things in the news, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You'll always find people who are helping. Like that almost brought a tear to my eye. I'm serious. That was that it was the the hardest thing during that hurricane was not getting in my car and just driving down there. I volunteered to drive. I completely materials. understand. I wanted. I just wanted to get me in a too. truck and go down there. Me too. Which someone told me, in the position that we're in, they have volunteers. They like have I don't want to get in the way, right? That, but you know what? There's plenty of people going down there. What are you, what versus going down there? What can you be doing here? Mm-hmm. We have microphones in front of our face. We have. We can tell people where they can help. You know, not Spread everyone is word. in the position that we're in. And I kind of took that to heart. I was like, okay. I want to get in a flat bottom boat and I want to go help d- transport people, ferry people, do whatever. I want to mm-hmm. go volunteer at all, all this stuff. That's not the best way I could have helped. We are in a, u- a unique position for the company that we work for to help people where to send supplies, yeah. where they can go volunteer in town. What, Radio you know, blood, is huge in that dress, way. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and, it's, and, it's, and it's great. And we've been able to do that and I have felt 
good about that. But it, it was, I was just itching. I was just like, I just want to go help. I just want to go. I, that's, my, that's my friends. Me too. You know, and you see, it was, it's so weird. And someone, someone on in local radio down there, a guy that I used to work for said, we have a new normal in Houston now. I was like, this is just like uh, Hurricane Katrina. Like that is a part of the normal of New Orleans. You know, whether they've recovered or not, that is a part of their history yeah. and that is a part of their identity now. Mm-hmm. There are historical pictures mm-hmm. coming out of Houston of flooding crazy high. Yeah. I mean, KH, KHOU, the, the, um, one of the news stations down there, was, were having to broadcast from a conference room because there was flooding in their first, like it was oh, yeah. crazy. And just some of the pictures that were coming out of it and the, the stories and, you know, you don't, the um, National Guard, uh, you know, military officials don't let citizens help. In a lot of these, I mean, they could get in trouble too, you know, because you don't know who you're getting, you don't know what you're getting. But I mean, that's what was crazy was they were saying, um, if you have a boat, we need help. Mm -hmm. Like people were in harm's way, like bad things were going to happen if they didn't get more hands down there. Convoys going up there. Oh yeah, I mean, there was a guy on the news, and if anyone knows these people or anyone that went down there to basically packed up a boat and went down there. Please get in contact with me. I would love to talk to them Absolutely. on a podcast like this. But I saw someone being interviewed on, I was watching live. We get a Houston news channel up here and I was watching live on the news. Uh, it was one night and they were talking to someone who was on a boat who had just gotten back in. They were fueling up and going back out. And they said, oh, where are you from? And he's like, I'm from Bryan, Texas. And I was like, oh, I know. my boy, it gave, it gave me chills. You just gave me chills. Oh, it gave me chills. Um, but that's what I want to do. I just wanted to load up and go down there. Um, but the nat- like the National Guard, the military, they don't ask for that. I mean, I, they gave you the, the severity best, of the situation. The best way to me, the best look that you can get on what's actually happening is not national news. It's local news. So watching the KHOUs, the KTRKs, uh, uh, listening to the the radio stations down there. Mm-hmm. I know um, uh, News Seven Forty KTRH, listening to ninety four five The Buzz. 93.7 The Beat, 97.9 The Box, uh, 90, Mix 96.5, KRBE, uh, KRBE, who also won a Marconi. Um, listening to like local radio, local news was way more, you saw the realness of what was happening down there. And what, what someone was saying is, I mean, the Cajun Navy, people come, were driving from Florida, mm-hmm. people were packing up, meeting at stops all along I-10, going spanning from Florida all the way to Houston, just basically like, okay, hey, convoy's coming down I-10, we're going to be there in an hour, meet us at this gas station, we're going to refuel up, restock, and we're headed to Houston, like, beautiful basically thing. just picking up convoys. Beautiful. It was insane. And mm-hmm. after, I mean, we did, we did a podcast that we didn't, well, we did release a pod, I think that was actually the last one. I think the last one we did was on Charlottesville. We kind of yeah. covered Charlottesville and some other stuff. Yeah, it was, I believe. That being the last one that we did, man, I mean, the country was at an, well, I won't say an all-time high because we've had some pretty tense moments in this past year. It was a, just a very tense moment it for was. racial, political, all kinds of stuff. And then, boom, humanity just like, f- the 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 image and the perception of humanity just flipped. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy. And I'm not going to make, there was one, a lot of people were just posting a crazy, uh, politicizing some of this. But you saw every manner of people helping people, just fan boats, monster trucks, uh, canoes, kayaks, jet skis, just picking up everyone. Just ever, And it was, someone just said, it's just Texas being Texas. And I yeah. was like, well, really, you had people, you know, I saw someone with the Florida state flag on the side of their boat. And I was like, it's just humans helping humans at this really? point. Really? Yeah, because it it's a, Because Far and wide. people recognize that if you have the ability to help, and I will say there were people 
that went down there and they got stuck. And people that shouldn't have been down there, they went down well, and got stuck. But I'm not going to, I don't want to take away. In there. But there were people that realized I have boating experience. I have, you know, I'm a fishing guide. I have some, I've been trained in some of this stuff. I need to go help. Now, granted, and there go, if I don't go help, people might get, people might be in harm's way. Granted, it's a different landscape than what they're probably used to, but they at yeah, least no, have but, that know-how. But they, but they recognize, yeah. like, they recognize boat safety. They know how to navigate boats and they realize like, okay, there's a different environment. Like I have to be wary. There's fire hydrants. There's mailboxes. There's street signs. Mm-hmm. There's down power lines. There's people that were aware of that. Oh and they're gosh. like, people are just going to be walking in this stuff. Like we need to get to them. And they just recognize that from all over the country, Oklahoma, uh, Louisiana, all along uh, Alabama, Mississippi, Florida, people drove down uh, supplies. There was military, uh, police, um, all kinds of people from New York, from California. I Mm -hmm. mean, uh, I saw some from New Mexico, like every, like almost everywhere was represented. Mm -hmm. And it was a huge, for me, it was just really, it was comforting. It was hard because I'm like, I'm from Houston. I've got the be someone shirts. I've got the pictures. I've got... I do. You know, that's my home. I'm watching my, I literally on the news saw my friend's apartment with two stories of water in it. Like he said, oh yeah, did you see this news video? That's my apartment building. Oh. He was up here. We were having drinks one night. It was, it was really weird. And I was like, all I want to do is just be down there. And given someone brought me aside well, like and you said, said you had a better role to play in yeah, this. And, and that's not trying to toot my own horn, but that my, that's more of just like, hey, you can be of help anywhere you are, whether right. it's monetary or you're sending stuff. And so that's what we were doing the past couple of weeks. But there were some funnies that came out of this. Just like All any, right, let me, let me see these. someone, there's always good things to find. Like there was one, so what's happening right now, Houston, basically they said is going to go in phases. So water is finally draining to the point where now people can get into their house. People are just now getting back in their houses a couple weeks later. Oh my God. So now it's the demolition it's the uh clean it's the cleanup and so now donations have shifted from i mean just basic needs food water um yeah, clothing mm-hmm. to uh to cleaning supplies now we're already collecting we collect a lot of cleaning supplies God, i've never seen so, so much bleach i people people were saying um one of the radio stations down there were saying uh, we're gonna know more about insurance and drywall than we'll ever <laughs> hope to know in our lives and i was like that's true yeah so drywall basically you have to rip out everything that's wet and damaged and you leave some for insurance adjusters, whatever. But there was a funny one where, um, in, it was like a living room and there was a wall separating a bathroom and they basically had taken off the sheetrock from about waist down. Mm -hmm. And so you could see the toilet. Someone was using the toilet. You could see their pants on the ground, but only like up to their, like right (laughs) below their knees. It was really funny. So there's funny stuff like that, but this is an actual, I talked about this on the radio today. This is an actual tweet this is oh, from Florida. Yeah. This is from Irma. <laughs> this is an actual tweet. And I don't know how real this diagram is, uh, but it was for safety reasons. It's a very educational diagram, mind it's, you. And, and this, is a, this is a blue check account and everything. It's an official account <laughs> from the Pasco uh, County Sheriff's Department, I guess, out in Florida. Are there a bunch of exclamation points in that tweet? No, okay. but here's what it says. <laughs> Quote, to clarify, do not shoot weapons at Irma. <laughs> You won't make it turn around and it will have dangerous <laughs> side effects. And basically there's a diagram. It's connected to a Yahoo article, um, is which is titled... it would have like a bullet-filled hurricane coming at you? Something like that. Oh. Florida gun owners encouraged to shoot the storm and fire their guns at Hurricane Irma. Basically, it has a diagram of a guy like shooting a rifle into the storm and saying how the winds will cause the bullets to curve back around. That's and a new movie franchise. I don't know if that's actually if that's an accurate scientific statement, but th- that's so they had to come out with that because there was a Facebook event scheduled for <laughs> September 10th. I didn't know that. <laughs> it's September 10th, uh, 10 a.m. 
Eastern time that says shoot at Hurricane Irma. And it's and it had like twenty five thousand responses. Oh my um, god. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna fire our guns to protect our land. Oh, that's amazing. Um, which we can't really say anything else. Because apparently Florida also has a very high gun like gun owner population, which we do too. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, this is someone titled it uh not the onion. Your heart's in the right place. I get it. I get it, but not yeah, not a but good that, idea. Let's not have a swirling hurricane of doom with bullets. Then involved. there's um this guy. So this is a news broadcast coming out of one of the hurricane this is mostly hurricane Irma stuff um coming out of i think it's miami i'm not sure so take a listen to this let us ask you a question what do you think about the storm the risk uh, to your own safety at this point i'm sorry i didn't hear your question what do you think about the storm the power the ferocity and the risk to your own safety at this point well at this point i'm very relieved to discover that as we speak the eye of the storm is practically due south of us by 220 miles, yeah. okay, because it's crossing the 80th meridian. All right, so hey, boom right there. Meridian drop. He, he drops He drops 80th meridian, Ooh, and you're like, um. This guy means business. Wait a second. I don't, I don't, wait, someone get me a geography book. That's exactly I don't, what I was going to say. I don't know what this Which is. Which is uh, 80 degrees west longitude. So I'm not, I'm not so worried because it's so far away. And it's bearing as of 8 p.m. Westbound. Well, not just westbound. It was 275 degrees. That's what? only 115th above due west. Look at this guy. Okay. super chill yeah. with the backwards I don't know. hat. Yeah, he's got a backwards hat on <laughs> and like uh, black rim glasses. He looks like Gandalf uh, or uh, Alba's Dumbledore without yep. a beard. New age. Right. <laughs> so this thing is moving and has been moving in a very westerly direction. And because it's several hundred miles south, it's been, the eat title, your heart out, the meteorologist. Title of this is basically Fox may have just interviewed the smartest man alive. Yeah. The, the guy holding the mic has got to just be like, "Wait, who are you?" N- not what I expected. The um, people back, the people back in the uh, in the newsroom is like, "Hey, hang on, can you get his contact information yeah. and a resume, please?" Yeah, his card, sir. Yeah, we need to somebody get his card. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's and there's a lot of stuff. The really annoying ones are were all of the fake. Uh, Photoshop pictures that always circulate. Like what, for instance? Um, the shark on the highway. Where oh, they fo- you know, where I shared that, but it's because it's like, oh, it looks like the shark got a new DLC, you know, downloadable content yeah, yeah, in a yeah. video game. Yeah, that was yeah. funny. Imagine, imagine the shark when he just realized that he just got free DLC yeah. for a whole new map. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is, that's funny. Yeah. But people were actually buying, like people from out of state were buying it. And then the Photoshop of the airport with all of the planes where the water's up to like tail level and they're like this is hobby airport and i'm like well no it's not i don't think that's the houston skyline and uh, that's not like that's not what hobby looks like and, and people fall for it every time well yeah those were annoying that is really annoying but really that's what has been keeping us from uh podcasting and things i've got some fun things planned i'm gonna try to uh bring in just some different people that have some really cool a little bit yeah um for some really cool life experiences um i've got a couple people lined up like special interviewees that come to town every now and i do what got any teasers uh well yeah i'm I'm, we're working on getting russell boyd from piano bar nice because that dude is so much fun to talk to yeah and he's got actually you know what i'll go ahead and and um shout him out he is his new album just came out. He released it, um, you know, iTunes, all those other platforms that you can buy things off of during September. If you buy his album, all proceeds will go to Hurricane Harvey victims. Uh, I am going to work with that's him. Great. He doesn't. He was like, I, yeah, I'm not real. That's another thing to talk about. He's not real comfortable with Red Cross. 
which a lot of people aren't. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been seeing so that more that and more So that is because too. the rumor is that, I don't know how much of a rumor, from what I'm hearing, is 92 cents on the dollar go to help people. The other 8% or so, somewhere in that 90 percentile range, um, the other percent goes to obviously them to help keep them running. I get it, but people yeah. are upset because of how much money the CEO apparently is making. I've seen, I've seen some and, of those go through, and, and yeah. it's not like it's not like any disaster is more worthy no. than another. You know, Irma hit Florida. Um, there's wildfires in the Northwest. Um, that's something that I mean, I'm not. Yeah, we haven't even. I mean, it's, just, it's crazy how much is happening right now. But some people are like, well, we don't trust the Red. It's a big national organization. We can't. It's hard to track. It's whatever. So Russell was saying, well, I want some more direct ways to give. Basically, right. I said, I know a lot of people to, who are he wants to put money. Way. He wants to put money in organizations that are in Houston already. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, J.J. Watt, that's a great one because he's raised over at this point when we're recording this, which actually it's September 11th and we haven't even touched on that. Oh, yeah. Basically, J.J. Watt, as of Monday, September 11th, has raised over like $30 million. God, that's and amazing. you know what that money's going to stay in Houston. He, uh, he deserves a freaking statue. Um, <laughs> there's, uh, you know, the Houston Food Bank. Um, and really, what I'm telling people to do is find someone you know in Houston. If they go to a church, donate to that church. Yeah. Because every church, check it out. You know, do, some, do a little bit of research. Due diligence is always um, good. Every church in Houston for months, months is going to be doing stuff to help people recover. I mean, there's all kinds of funds. I know my church here, uh, we were talking about it this morning about how to keep options available for people that continuously want to help. Because obviously that that first week, there was a huge push. People wanted to help as much as they could. And that's great. But as people, you know, as other things happen around the world and their lives, you start to lose. It's not as tangible. It's, you know, you're like, okay, other people are helping. So it slows down and that's no guilt is being given out at all. all. Not at all. all. That's ridiculous. Um, But some people want to just continuously help. I know me, I'm in the process of trying to find families in like Jackson in my hometown that were affected and could be yard cleanup maybe. Well, because there's people in College Station that want to, are like, well, hey, we still want to help. And I, so I'm trying to find a way to maybe, quote unquote, have families up here adopt families down there. I know there a lot of people are doing speci- that too. Because there's sometimes there's like specifics that some families need that other families don't. You They're know, like, everything else on, is fine, but we need on, baby formula. Or, or, hey, we need like, we need like grass to try to grow back our yard. Like mm-hmm. we need grass seed or, you know, we need shingles. Clear we out need, trees. We need this kind of shingles or we need something specific that was built into our house. You know, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, or we need a freaking chainsaw, you know, mm-hmm. so trying we're there trying to find ways to individually help families. So I was telling Russell, who is, you know, going to take all his donate, all his, you know, stuff from his album in September and donate it. What a great guy. Trying to find ways. Yeah. And so I'm not afraid to, you know, say that that's who I'm trying to get on to do like a cool special person of interest podcast. Yeah. Um, because he has loads of cool stories. <laughs> that dude plays a lot. And he has plays in some very interesting places and has a really cool background and has all kinds of like just fun stuff that he does besides just playing bars. So I want to talk to him. That's what we're going to keep doing. So we're trying to get things back to where it's two a week. This might be the only one that comes out this week, but hopefully we'll get back on our regular schedule. And hopefully I'm thinking about doing some like live Facebook living some of these. Okay. Oh, you got to remind me so I can like look presentable. Yeah, I'd have to be a little more prepared, but (laughs) doing stuff like that and maybe doing, um, just some other stuff. We've got some other stuff in the works. We're trying to. I'm trying to keep this thing, keep this train a rolling. 
But that's what's uh, been going on the past couple weeks, why we haven't been releasing podcasts. So hopefully we'll get on a more consistent basis, back to a more consistent basis, and keep having some fun, because I'm having fun doing this. Yeah, definitely. Okay, as usual, subscribe, listen to past episodes on iTunes and SoundCloud, and of course, follow us on social media. Hopefully we'll see you guys in a couple days. Bye-bye. Follow Catnip on Twitter at Radio Catnip and on Instagram at Mr. Catnip.